Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And we just could not leave our listeners hanging without a special Halloween episode. It's been far too long since we've released content, so we wanted to surprise our listeners with this very scary one. You'll notice that this was originally content for our Patreon listeners, so don't get confused by that. But this one will actually be hosted by Lindsay talking all about the terrifying hat man. So have a wonderful Halloween, everybody, and look forward to more special episodes in the future. So this is a really scary topic, Lisa, because the hat man, and we've brought it up in our regular episodes periodically, but because we can kind of go outside of the format, we don't have to go to a location, we can really dive deep into a specific phenomena. And this is, this hat man, if you're not familiar, he's really part of like the shadow man family. We know that in different haunted locations, people see shadow people and that kind of thing. But this is interesting because this is a shadow man that's wearing a hat, and I'll get into more specific details here in a moment. But not only do people see this, but like thousands of people all around the world actually see the shadow person with a hat on. And that's what's so frightening about this. I feel like this is a very sinister character, more so than like your average shadow person that you might see in a haunted location like I feel like that's average it doesn't have to be evil based on reports like this does sound like an evil being of some kind that is being seen all over the world and what's crazy about it is we know people that have seen it so I really do believe in it and that strikes a little bit of extra fear in me totally I'm going to get into the specifics of some people that we know who have seen it Lisa and I neither of us have actually experienced this thank goodness I don't ever want to experience this it's super scary there's some different theories around it that I'm going to get into too later in the episode first I'm going to give you kind of what is the typical experience what does the hat man look like what do people usually experience when they see this this creature or being whatever it is right what are some theories around what it is what it wants why is it doing this and then how can we combat this thing like what are some things that you could do to try and avoid the hat man or if you see him how do you get out of that situation right so this is pretty important information i watched this interesting documentary that i actually heard about so let me tell you guys about how i first heard about hat man because i think it's kind of funny i was listening to of course as i do listening to the paranormal podcast with jim harold and he had this guy on that had just released this documentary called the hat man documented cases of pure evil so this guy is on there talking about his documentary which i've watched now i've watched it twice i re-watched it in advance of recording this episode and that's where i get a lot of the information just for reference but this guy's talking about the hat man i'm like what the heck what is this hat man this is creepy. You know, it just totally freaked me out, right? A few days later, I'm listening to 
campfire with Jim Harold. And this lady calls in and she's like, you know, I was I was laying in bed. I opened my eyes and in the doorway, there's a shadow man and he had a hat on. And I kid you not, I'm like driving to work and I literally screamed in my car. I was like, no, <laughs> on the way to work. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, you know, it just, ugh. It just had me totally freaked out. And so I wanted to learn more about this. And so I went and watched that documentary that I just mentioned. And so it just has me freaked out. I've lost sleep over this. <laughs> and Lindsay does lose sleep over some minor things sometime, all kidding aside. But I actually lost a little sleep after watching that documentary myself. So, you know, it's it's totally okay. I'm with yeah. you there. The descriptions of people's encounters with this and then the visuals that the documentary provides is really creepy. It used to be free on Amazon Prime. It's not free anymore. Now you can either buy it or you can rent it for like $2.99. So it's, if you really want to freak yourself out, go watch that. It's a little long at moments and there's parts that I'm definitely more skeptical of than others. You, if you watch it, you, you know, you'll see, but I'll talk a little bit about what I'm skeptical of, like a certain theory um, that, that came up as well. So, so that's how I heard about Hatman. Super scary. So this particular shadow figure, let me give you the description. He is between six and eight feet tall. He's usually described as unusually tall with wide shoulders. He's also mostly seen as a very dark shadow. So most of the time he has no, he's like featureless, right? He's just blacker than black, blends in with the shadows. That kind of thing is what most people see. There are some variations. Every once in a while, people will describe seeing facial features. And most of the time, facial features include glowing red eyes, if they do see any facial features. Others, though, when they do actually see the full face, it's really scary because that description, when they actually see the full face, is typically of the hat man with a huge grin, like the Cheshire cat, and his teeth are needle-like, like in this huge grin. A lot of people don't see the face though. The vast majority of encounters just include kind of featureless or red eyes, if anything. And Lindsay, I mean, if you think about that description, and I know you haven't finished it, aside from the Cheshire cat grin, which is a terrifying thought, the glowing red eyes, the darker than dark, tall figure, we've heard about this in a lot of locations, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people think it might be something maybe evil or something like that, but it does vary on locations. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because this particular shadow person with the hat, you know, when he's showing up to people's homes randomly, it's usually, it doesn't necessarily have to be like a haunted location. So that's what makes me think, I don't know if this has ever been a human being. Right. Right. That's really scary, which says maybe demon. I don't know. We'll get it. We'll get into the theories. But, you know, I talk about his if you do see facial features, very scary, but mostly not. And then, of course, he's wearing a hat. Most people describe the hat that this guy is wearing as a wide brimmed hat, something they'd wear way back in the day, several decades back. Uh, most people describe like a fedora. Sometimes they describe a top hat, like a very formal top hat and a bowler hat. So there are some variations to the hat, which makes you think, is this the same entity or is this multiple entities 
taking similar forms. Really interesting. He also is typically seen wearing a trench coat or a cape. Sometimes people can see it looks like he's wearing a tuxedo, even though it's all black, like a shadow, but it kind of looks tuxedo-esque. Most of the time, though, it's like a cape, trench coat kind of garb. He also, when he walks, typically you can't hear his footsteps, and he glides instead of walks. He kind of is floating along. And sometimes he also has other shadow people with him. There's been reports of the rare instance where they people actually get physically attacked by the, this particular hat man. They say his other shadow people are kind of like his minions that also attack instead of him. He's watching while they attack, which is super scary. Oh I'm not going to get into. I know I just made it worse for you, Lisa. I added <laughs> you did a new tidbit that is not included in that documentary, but super freaky experiences. What is it like when someone typically has an experience with the hat man? Let me give you a story. Probably I think it was the first story out of this documentary and people in describe it. One expert describes it as a bedroom invasion experience. And this is where you're in the middle of the night. Um, and this shadow person with a hat shows up. So this one girl was laying in bed and she woke up to her closet door opening and out of it poked a man who started to appear, shadow person, like I described earlier. This was a featureless one, couldn't see the face. And she saw a man with a hat and a cape slowly exit her closet. She was so terrified, she covered herself in her sheets and her covers and was thinking maybe this is a dream maybe I'm not seeing this and so she worked up the courage to kind of peek back out and when she did he was standing even closer right there in front of her staring at her watching her closely before he finally left the room and disappeared and she said this was just an extremely terrifying experience for her and she's seen him multiple times since that first encounter that she had. Oh, I don't know about you, and I'm not particularly religious. However, I would start saying some Hail Marys and Our Fathers if well, that happened. It can be effective, and we'll talk a little bit about that towards the end of the episode. It's interesting. But so that, that story that she tells is a very typical experience that people have. And it's like the bedroom invasion. Like I said, a lot of people also will wake up and they'll be paralyzed or frozen. Like they can't move. And we hear a lot about, you know, paralysis when people are just waking up, you know, sleep paralysis kind of things. We'll talk about that as a potential theory. Um, but most people, you know, describe waking up and not being able to move. And they're just kind of stuck there watching this figure walking around the room and creeping up to them closer which is very scary this this figure also always is watching people like he's always he, it's like he wants to to let you know that he's there to look at you <laughs> he's there to intimidate you there he's watching you it's not like a shadow person type of experience where you might maybe see like a ghost you know on the other side of the room or maybe you just catch something out of the corner of your eye no this is something that is there on purpose it wants you to know that it's there to to see you. I think that's one of the more scary aspects of it is that this this being seems to be kind of aggressive in how it approaches people. It reminds me almost of like 
you know, I don't like spiders, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not terrified of spiders. But one of the biggest fears is if it's like an aggressive spider that's going to actually like come at you. You know what I mean? Right. Like ghosts and stuff like that, for the most part, like they're just minding their own business and you might get lucky enough to see something, right? So that's not that scary to me. Mm -hmm. But the idea of something, you know, coming at you and seeking you out and not disappearing like a lot of ghosts would once you open my open your eyes and mm -hmm. they realize that you see them instead that to this figure is like a power and empowering that's what they want it seems like right which the other thing that really freaks me out about this is that there seems to be a lot of credibility here there's story after story of people who have seen this and had absolutely no idea it was a worldwide phenomena. And then they went and they, they happened to look it up or they told someone else about it. And they're like, whoa, wait, I've seen this. Or they Google it and then boom, they see, oh my gosh, this is a thing that I didn't know about and I've seen it. That is what is so scary to me is because so many people have that exact experience or they didn't realize, oh my gosh. So it just adds more credibility to the stories and the encounters people are telling about this thing the other thing is that you know while most of the time it just stands there intimidatingly and watches you and it's terrifying right every once in a while it will attack like i mentioned sometimes it has other shadow people with it and people report that the shadow people attack like kind of like minions of his while he watches most people who are attacked though actually report him attacking them like jumping on the bed hovering over them, feeling like tons of weight is on them, scratching, bruises, physical harm that this being has caused to some people, not most, but there are reports of it. And those people, when they report it, also describe feeling like it's a human. It feels like a human force is causing these injuries. And so people actually have scratches and bruises as a result of this. Some people who are attacked when this creature like jumps on them describe feeling like the life is kind of being sucked out of them um, like a very dark malevolent and energy like a is it a dementor in harry potter <laughs> that's kind of what it reminds me of right like it's all like sucking the life force out some people also will describe so that initial story i told you all was you know him creeping out of someone's closet some people will wake up and find him sitting on the bed next to him laying in bed, hovering over them, entering or standing in a doorway is very common. And and like I said, he's, he's watching the person. He wants you to know that he's there. Typically, people see them, it's him in the middle of the night, but some people do see him during the day, just like walking through their house. Um, they'll, they'll spot him during normal hours, which is super creepy. So one story, I'm going to get into the first one that we have of a friend. We were talking about this super scary situation when we found out about the hat man and a close friend of ours said, you know what? When I was a kid, I was sleeping in the bunk bed. I woke up and I saw a man wearing a hat that creeped up to me and stared at me and I hid under the covers and he stayed looking over me until he finally went away and he is absolutely certain it was the hat man and this is a very credible person right and it was it, it was there for a long time trying to scare him as a child essentially mm -hmm. and i wonder i haven't asked him this our friend because 
he gets spooked out by this stuff sometimes. He doesn't like to talk too much about it, but a lot of these people that experience this stuff, it's like a recurring thing. So maybe they experience it, you know, a few times as a child. A lot of people, it's like a lifetime event that just yeah. continuously happens over the course of their life and it's just going to be perpetually terrifying. So totally. I wonder, he didn't say he's had it happen again since, but I'd be curious. I would be too. I mean, I find the whole thing super scary that once you see him, it seems like he keeps coming back and you just don't know when it's going to happen. Like, whew, I would lose some, I would never sleep again. <laughs> I would never sleep again. <laughs> so the other way that some people actually have come across the hat man is through their dreams. There's a story in the documentary where a woman describes a reoccurring dream of being chased down by this hat man. And, and she's kind of wondering sometimes if it's real. Um, and then other parts where someone sees him and then dreams. It's kind of like a dream within a dream. But we've got a really interesting story from our mother. I'm going to call her out right now because she actually told us years ago about a reoccurring dream that she used to have where there was a intruder in the house. And she would have this dream all the time. Sometimes she would hear him enter the front door. Sometimes she would wake up and he would be in the bed next to her. But she said he was featureless, like a shadow. She never could identify who this person was in the reoccurring dream. But it was always terrifying, right? And so she was telling us that one night she realized she was dreaming. And she was like, oh my gosh, I'm having this terrifying <laughs> reoccurring dream again. And in her dream, she like was always paralyzed. She could never move, which is very typical of a hat man story. And in the dream, she finally was kind of break, able to like break free of her paralysis, but like really fighting it and crawling out of the bed. She said she crawls over to the kitchen, grabs a knife and stabs this shadow man to death and this is the original story that we heard this is in her dream not and in we real life, folks. and we heard that when we were children she said yes. it was the most terrifying recurring dream that she would have all the time yeah so we grew up hearing that story of that absolutely really scary recurring dream and when she eventually stabs the the shadow man in her dream he never came back she never had that dream again right so she resolved it somehow <laughs> by having a, a vivid dream but what's really interesting is years later when we were talking about the hat man when i first learned about this phenomenon i was like oh my gosh have you guys heard about this and my mom was like oh my gosh that that shadow man was always wearing a hat the intruder in my house and we like freaked out <laughs> and just the other day but when i was preparing for this particular recording i sent her a text and i said hey reconfirm again like what kind of like hat was that guy wearing and she said fedora immediately responded via text that he was wearing a fedora which super creepy so our mom had a hat man dream situation that was reoccurring yeah the other thing that people will will see him is when they're potentially under the influence particularly one lady being interviewed was under the influence of ayahuasca in hawaii and she saw the hat man actually singling out another individual like she watched him like kind of stalking another person who was also um using ayahuasca that was like laying down which is kind of a weird story so mainly people see them when they're not dreaming the second more likely thing is dreaming and then under the influence but that's always harder to prove right you could be completely um hallucinating for all you know right 
<laughs> Definitely. I will take the sober person's account over the not sober person's account on this one. So why is the hat man here? There's a few different theories, right? And we've talked a little bit about some of this. You know, number one, is this just sleep paralysis? There's actually a lot of doctors who would probably say that this is sleep paralysis. And so when you wake up, you know, your body is still in sleep mode. And when you go to sleep, your body paralyzes its muscles. So you don't like bounce out of bed, right? While you're dreaming, you don't run out of bed. So when you first wake up, sometimes your body might still be paralyzing its muscles. Maybe you're even still kind of vivid dreaming. And so you could be hallucinating things as you're starting to wake up. I mean, maybe there was a woman that was interviewed that was told she went to her doctor and was like, I don't know what to do. There's this weird thing I keep seeing. I keep waking up paralyzed and this shadow figure in a hat is standing in my room and it's terrifying. And the doctor was like, listen, it's it's you're you've got sleep paralysis this is a a medical thing we're fully aware of you know nothing to be concerned of Mm -hmm. and then she was like talking to a friend and they were like no i've seen the hat man (laughs) so this is another woman that was able to realize she wasn't having sleep paralysis at all she realized this was actually a a massive phenomenon going on and that's where it gets difficult i think too right because How do you differentiate those things? Because there is something real called sleep paralysis, right? I encountered something similar. I don't know if it was sleep paralysis or something evil trying to get at me, but it was, it felt very real. So if it was sleep paralysis, what I encountered, I did not see a hat man or anything like that, but it, it felt like there was some evil presence there, like trying to get me like years and years and years ago. And like, I could not sleep in my own bed after that for a while. I was so petrified of what was going on. And everybody's like, oh, Lisa, get over it. It was sleep paralysis. And I'm like, I don't think so. That was something more than sleep paralysis. For sure. I mean, with your story, I know you started saying like an Our Father prayer and it ended. Yes, I did. Yeah. And I couldn't actually word the Our Father prayer because um, I was paralyzed. I couldn't say anything. I was trying to scream out. So I just started thinking it in my head. And as soon as I started saying the Our Father, it went away and I could suddenly move again. It was like I had been released. It was, uh, it was really terrifying. I still think about it to this day. It only happened that one time, but yeah, I, I don't wish that upon anyone very very scary no doubt about it so i i'm with you on this i don't think this is sleep paralysis just based on the sheer number of people who have experienced it there there could be maybe a handful of folks that are actually having sleep paralysis maybe they've heard about the hat man and they're kind of having a vivid dream with him involved but odds are really high to me that this is a real thing going on they're actually seeing this this figure in their rooms some other people believe he's an evil spirit or a jinn, which is like a J-I-N-N, malevolent spirit that likes to feed off of negative emotions. I'm kind of siding with this one. I, I think it's something like this. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I feel like negativity can bring something like this potentially yeah. to not that not that if you're a victim of this that you are a negative person. 
But I think, you know, it's obviously trying to generate fear. I feel like it's it's kind of building itself off of that to mm-hmm. some degree. So one lady who was a researcher, like a paranormal researcher that was interviewed, she thinks that that's what this is. She thinks it's like an evil spirit or a djinn that feeds off of negative emotions, depression, that kind of thing. She's been doing research where she interviews people and has them answer a questionnaire around their experience. So everyone's answering the same questionnaire. And she has found through her research that people who are experiencing a difficult time, a depression, this can tend to bring him out and he he feeds off of these emotions and even can make them worse. So she noticed a pattern there with folks that were going through difficulties in their lives when he tends to show up. Also, she said that people who start to have kind of something turn around in their life, more positive things occurring, maybe they are recovering from a depression, tend to have him stop showing up, which is very interesting. Hmm. So that would be a good way to try to fight this thing off. If you could, I mean, it's easier said than done, right? Like depression is a clinical thing, you know, that you have to seek help for, I think. And it's not as easy said as it's, it's easier said than done. Right. I mean, and it's not necessarily just like depression that can drive it. I mean, that might be a, a factor there, you know, which is harder to deal with, right? Than but who knows? I mean, sometimes life events are hard to deal with too. It's, you know, not always simple answers there, but uh, in a lot of ways, this is kind of like a vicious cycle. You know, you see the hat man and gosh, now you're terrified every night on top of bad things maybe going on if that's what's driving this. I mean, it's, it makes it just so much worse. And I think that's possibly his motive here because it, it gives him energy. Another thing, Lisa, that you mentioned earlier is she also thinks that this could be correlated with like families almost like a blood like it follows genealogy so if your mom saw the hat man you're more likely to see the hat man and so on and so forth goes to relatives of people are more likely to see him which is totally freaky it is scary however i think some of that could be a mental thing like if i were to try to think about this like in a in a way to like if i'm the devil's advocate here right Mm -hmm. which is okay my mom told me about this horrifying dream that she had right now i know about this as a kid now my brain can replicate that in a dream format or you know whatever it is Mm -hmm. so now that you're aware of it you're more likely to experience something like this. I feel that could be, that's why I'm scared to even talk about this or watch anything about it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But yeah, I I got a lot of positive things going on. So I think I'm okay. Let's hope. Just keep telling yourself that. Right. Exactly. I'm going to just, yeah. Telling myself things are good. (laughs) Things are positive. Here's the other really interesting one. Okay. That the same lady, and she added this as a question in her questionnaire. Some research shows that Hatman might be associated with alien abductions. This is very interesting. So in her questionnaire, because she, when she was interviewing people, this had come up multiple times where people would say, just so you know, you know, I was also abducted by aliens, right? Hmm. And which is just, she thought, what, what a strange pattern, right? So she started adding it to her questionnaire and she found that people who had been abducted by aliens 
or I should say people who saw the hat man, a lot of times it was like right before that particular abduction or after. So the question is, is he there? If there is a correlation, if big, if right, is he there to observe this? Is he there to watch it? Or is he there to feed off the fear that comes from it? Because it's a, a very terrifying event. Ooh, that's a really scary thought. Is he there to feed off the fear of an alien abduction? Oh my God, I just got like goosebumps. That freaked me out. (laughs) I warned you guys, (laughs) this is a really scary episode. Because to me, like alien abduction is one of the scariest things as well that could potentially happen. Can you imagine dealing with both? I am way scareder of an alien abduction than I am a ghost. That is 100%. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. I do not want to be abducted by aliens ever. I find that to be. What was that movie we watched when we were kids? Like the. Oh, I I know. um, Fire Fire in the the Sky. sky. Oh my gosh. (sighs) No. That movie did not make being abducted look intriguing. It looks uh, scary. <laughs> you know, it's funny because we seek out ghosts. I do not seek out aliens. I don't want anything to do with it. I'm fascinated by the whole thing. But you know what? Stay away from me, folks. Um, if you listen to our Phoenix Lights episode, uh, we talk a little bit about what we saw. It was definitely unidentified. It was flying. It was an object. So we saw potentially a UFO. What it was, I don't know. But I was terrified in that moment because I am scared of the idea of being around aliens because why are you here? Don't mess with me. Like, stay away from me, please. I don't want to be abducted. I don't want anything to do with it. So the whole thing is terrifying. Now, I do think that, you know, this research is definitely not scientific. I mean, I think to some extent it is because I like that she's taking a questionnaire and she's giving everyone the same questionnaire and so you could find patterns, right? But one correlation isn't necessarily causation, you know? So I, I am a little bit skeptical of the alien theory only because we really need to be able to study it probably in a more scientific way. I hate to say this, but you could have people telling tall tales that have experienced multiple things because guess what? Uh, they, they like to, you know, they're not always truthful. I, I hate uh, uh, saying that somebody isn't truthful. And I don't want to disregard someone's real experience um, because I think it's absolutely possible that there's a correlation and people have experienced both. But, you know, if I'm looking at it from more of a scientific way, I, I could see there being an issue with the data. Definitely. Yeah, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I mean, look, most people are telling the truth, but there's there's some out there that are stretching it and exaggerating totally. it. For sure. Absolutely. That's the reason I get annoyed with some of the 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 people that fake like ghost evidence right because they they just kill the credibility of everybody else and all the skeptics you know can just claim that everything's fake right last theory this is the one that i didn't buy into at all this is like there's reptilian the hat man is a reptilian being that reptilian beings are attached to different people some human beings are missing part of the human DNA and they have reptilian DNA. And this guy in this documentary is talking about this like it is fact, okay? I don't even describe it well in this podcast episode, let me be honest, because I am lost at what he's talking about. Get out of here. No. <laughs> Take that off the list. 
I think, you know, other people would laugh that we're speculating that it's a djinn or an evil spirit, right? We're laughing at the reptilian theory. I know. When I was writing my notes for this episode, I had to laugh because I got to that part and I started to write a little bullet for myself under the reptilian theory. Like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) Even though all before that, was all kinds of interesting things about a hat man and a gin and <laughs> aliens and all of this stuff, right? And we're like, well, those are real. This reptilian zone. <laughs> so I don't know. I just, I wasn't following that guy. It sounded really out there. If you go watch this documentary, you tell us what you think about that part. Maybe you're a believer in that. Could be. Hey, I'm open to the paranormal, but it just didn't add up to me, that section. Yeah. Okay, last segment here, folks. This is how do you combat it? So Lisa already mentioned earlier, saying a prayer. And believe it or not, it sounds that any sort of like religious prayer seems to help make them go away. Like if they're in your presence and you can say it even in your head, if you can't speak because you're paralyzed, it seems to make a difference. Here's what's really interesting. The patterns from that woman that does the the research show that basically pretty much any of these religions work it's not like just christianity that seems to work muslim prayer seems to work other prayers seem to make an impact to get these these beings to leave because remember this is worldwide this isn't just in the united states this is all over the globe this is going on wow i mean i wonder why that would be it's so so interesting fascinating i wonder if the same thing would work so i'm just you know curious like If you were to say, you know, other than a prayer, like, I need you to leave my house now, would that be Mm -hmm. as effective as saying a prayer? Because you're essentially asking it to do the same thing. Like, you know, please get out of my presence, you know? Right. I mean, it's hard to say, right? Because you're exactly right. Saying something like, I want this thing to leave, which essentially is kind of what you're doing when you start praying. Um, You're asking whatever it is you're asking in order, whatever, depending on what religion you're going with, you know, to, to send this thing away essentially. Right. So you're right. Uh, You know, religious prayers are something people go to, but this isn't a scientific study that says these repel them. It could be as simple as asking them to leave. We just, just don't know. So, so this doesn't necessarily give credibility to any religion or all religions or anything, but it is interesting to say the least. It is interesting. And and oddly, not really that surprising. Yeah, this thing is evil. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's evil. I just feel it. The other thing that you can do is turn the lights on. A lot of people say that when they see this figure, if they have the ability to flip lights on, it seems to disappear pretty quickly. That being said, some people do see it during the daytime. And so not always a foolproof way to do this. Let me mention this last thing. And this is something that I find myself doing more and more these days. TVs, computers, electronic devices being left on. They don't (laughs) tend to like them. So guess who sleeps with their TV on when they're up thinking about the hat man? I do. And it makes me feel a whole lot safer. I will also turn the TV on when I'm feeling a little spooked. For sure. I do it a lot. I just turn the news on in the background and fade off to sleep and 
I have not run into any issues. Knock on wood immediately because this better not ever happen to me. (laughs) We'll keep you posted, folks. But, you know, what I'm really interested to hear from all of you is have you experienced this? Or do you know a friend that has experienced this? Because... I wouldn't be surprised if we have some listener. I, I know for a fact out of all our listeners that we have that aren't even subscribed to the Patreon page, um, we have some people that must have experienced this. I, I just have a feeling, right? But if you've experienced it, let us know. Make a comment. Also, if you haven't experienced it, even make a comment and tell us what you think it is. I'm really curious to get your thoughts. And if you believe in the reptilian thing, hey, let us know why. I'm, I'm open. I'm, I, I can be convinced. Lindsay, I got to say, this was a great episode, although I am a little scared. I'm definitely going to have the TV on when I sleep. I'll probably even say a prayer, even though I'm agnostic. (laughs) (laughs) Just in case. Just in case. I mean, it's not going to hurt anything, right? Right. So I'm going to do that. All of you guys, do what you got to do to protect yourselves. Let us know the scoop. If you've ever experienced this or somebody that you know has... I'd be very curious. I find this all extremely fascinating and absolutely terrifying all at the same time. But I just want to say thank you all so much for being Patreon members. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I actually very much enjoyed having Lindsay host. And it was a scary and fun one all at the same time. So we cannot thank you enough for supporting the show with all of the different expenses that we have. Cause yes, we do have expenses. So it has been um, really nice of you all to do this. So with that, thanks for listening and sleep tight. Have a great month. We'll have a new episode out for you all soon. Thanks for listening. This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations, and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine tingling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact Your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits.